When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Greg Murphy hosts uh, Race Control every Thursday at 7pm here on SENZ uh, along with Stephen McIver uh, and the supercars legend also joins us every Wednesday at this time to take a look at the world of motorsport and fresh out of gore, I believe, this morning. Greg Murphy, <laughs> please, Murph, what are you, how have you deserted Hawke's Bay for gore? What's dragged you down there? I'm in the deep... Deep south and south on yes, uh, been in gorgeous uh, yet doing a doing a few other duties, light duties. So enjoying uh, escaping Hawke's Bay for a, a few days, mate. It's bloody beautiful down here. Murph, can we begin with um, Liam Lawson? Now this is a hell of a story, and it's beginning to develop a, a lot more teeth to it as well because he's now uh, looking like he's got a, a Formula One test driver at least. You've been championing this bloke for a while. What are his uh, prospects for the next twelve months? Yeah, it's an interesting one, mate, and, and um, uh, yeah, well-deserved achievement to be recognised. And, and, you know, I've been pretty certain, as a lot of people have, and uh, the likes of Gerhard Berger, who runs the DTM championship that Liam is leading at the moment, um, he's sort of uh, been out there recently uh, pretty confident and positive that uh, Liam's going to end up in a Formula 1 seat before too long, and, and he gets his first chance in Abu Dhabi, at the uh, end of year uh, rookie test, um, gets a few laps in the Alpha Tauri, and uh, next year has been confirmed as their um, yeah, junior driver to do uh, free practice one at some of the Grand Prix. So it's it's massive for for motorsport in New Zealand and um, and young drivers. I mean, it, to to have that acknowledgement for him and 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 reach that goal, that part of his goal, which I think is is um, you know setting him up definitely for a future and. In Formula One, so um, yeah, it's going to be so awesome to see him drive that and get his reaction the first time around. But a massive congratulations, first uh, Kiwi since Brendan Hartley a couple of years ago, who did actually drive Alpha Tauri um, uh, back then. And um, you know, it's, it's great that we've continued the uh, the Kiwi fighter in, in the top echelon of the sport. So just fill us in on that, Murph, um, in terms of pre-practice, etc. What 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 will his role be before the actual uh, number one or two drivers hop into those cars? What what part of the process and what stage of the week would Liam Lawson be involved? Yeah, so th- th- it'll be on the Friday um, at a Grand Prix. I, I think it's a pretty limited number um, of GPs next year, but it's all it is becoming part of the regulations for form- for Formula One. Um, it has been something that has been done in the past, uh, where they've had uh, Formula One might have put one of their, their test driver or their junior driver in a car to give them some miles in a Formula One uh, car at an event. Um, but I, from what I gather, it is going to actually become 
part of, of what the teams and the regulation need to do moving forward. Um, so he, he will be an integral part of, of that first phase of a Formula One weekend where the teams gather a whole bunch of information um, to, uh, you know, uh, I suppose, confirm a whole, uh, you know, things that they have done in the lead up to an event. Um, there'll be certain testing that he will have to do that's uh, part of part of uh, a plan for for those teams on the weekend. So it's a it's a pretty integral and important role that'll be played. But we'll set him up for you know uh, maybe a full time seat you know in the future. So Mercedes are going to help Team Ineos. We're told the British America's Cup entry uh, is there a bit of a crossover in terms of technology between Formula One race cars and the modern America's Cup boats. Yeah, I think, you know, the aerodynamic side of it, um, you know, the drag coefficients and, um, you know, just the downforce, the, the way the wings work, all that kind of stuff. There is, there's a, there's a, you know, and the, and the fluid dynamics and the things that they, they do with the, all the computer digital uh, kind of calibrations and simulations, all that kind of thing, there's a massive, um, you know, spin-off and, and correlation with that all. You know, the designers, the people designing and understanding all the stresses and the strains and the, the load structures and all that kind of thing, there's, there's, a, there's a huge correlation between the two and there's a lot of people that, uh, you know, train and, uh, in certain areas of those aspects um, who, who, you know, who can work across both platforms very easily. So, yeah, it, doesn't, it seems a bit strange that you have uh, one on a racetrack, um, driving around a racetrack and one on water that doesn't have wheels, mm. uh, finding finding similarities but there there is a there is a strong crossover so you know it's just all that high tech that technology the telemetry um the data that's being recorded all those kinds of things across both both those different disciplines is um has a yeah a a lot of synergy and of course both of those uh both of those things require a lot of money so this outfit must be pretty powerful (laughs) this team Ineos. (laughs) oh incredibly yeah uh the uh uh, the man there is uh, very, very uh, wealthy, and um, obviously got an interest in both. And, and to have a, a stake in that um, that Formula One team, uh, you've got to be very passionate about that sport as well. So, uh, yes, it's uh, it's an interesting one, but um, one that did sort of raise its head a little bit with the, the last America's Cup. But um, we'll see where that goes in the future. Turkish Grand Prix this weekend, Murph. Uh, Lewis Hamilton's holding a slight lead over Max Verstappen. Uh, this season, it's uh, it's turned out to be a, a really classic rivalry. This one, isn't it? It's one of the best we've had in a while. Um, I'm really enjoying it, you know. And there's the, the, there's, there's been a bit of rock throwing uh, from from each team, and and um, you know, plenty to talk about, uh, especially with what happened at Monza a, a few weeks ago. The Russian Grand Prix was an interesting one. Max Verstappen managed to. Uh, to be in a, the right place at the right time, make some good decisions, really only lose a couple of points to Lewis in this championship fight. And it's going to go down to the wire. No question. You know, um, you've got uh, two teams um, uh, with a little bit of different philosophies in the way they go about building their Formula One. Things very differently in different spaces, and, and that is what makes it interesting. We, we need that competition. We need those roles. Scott McLaughlin ruled out racing at Bathurst this year. That's uh, become official. Uh, I think we saw that was uh, pretty much on the cards, Murph, uh, with the quarantine restrictions, etc., and the fact that he probably needs a rest after that IndyCar season anyway. Uh, we may have lost uh, Greg Murphy down there in Gora, as they say, with uh, the rolling R, which is a shame, really. We'll try and get him back, because... 
couple of uh, issues I'd like to, to continue to talk uh, to Murph about. Yeah, about the Turkish Grand Prix this weekend. Um, that'll be most interesting. Um, and uh, as you say, that rivalry, I love it when there's, uh, you know, the, these Formula One races and these Formula One competitions go absolutely down to the wire because it, uh, it just adds a little bit of a dynamic to so often in the last season or two, last season or three, uh, they've been very much uh, one uh, one team competitions because of the power and the design of the motor vehicles. But to, to see rivalries coming to the fore again is great. Um, if I was just going to uh, bring up the, the Scott McLaughlin situation, um, no Bathurst this year, it's been confirmed. No great surprise though, the restrictions in Australia, of course, and uh, the IndyCar season, which has been long, but ever so successful for them. Yeah, I think um, uh, it's one of those situations I, I, I think he probably would have uh, been able to get get over to Australia, but it's um, it's about getting back out and getting back to America. It's probably just going to be all too too hard. I know how disappointed he is because I, I had a big chat to him about that um, you know, a week or so ago, and, and he was really keen to try and make it happen. But, you know, the focus is now um, America, and, and, you know, there's, there's a whole lot of stuff on his radar moving forward. But... Yeah, huge achievement, you know, to be that uh, that rookie of the year, and and I, I was really good to actually hear how um, how how happy he was with that. You know, there was lots of goals that he had that he might not have quite achieved, but I think he has actually realised how how um, you know how much of a job and what a great job he he actually did this year, and he's he's um, accepted that. So that was that was really positive. I'm just really looking forward to to seeing, you know, that, that second year and, and what that brings for him because that experience he gained this, gained this year and being able to go back to places year two and jump in the car and know exactly what to expect, um, you know, is, is, a, is a huge advantage. And, and a lot of guys had that on him this year um, and he will be in that, in that phase next year where, where it won't be such a big learning curve. South Island Endurance Series, of course, over the weekend, we have it. Covered here on SENZ. What was the wash-up of that? Yeah, I think, listen, it was great for everybody and, and some big fields, you know. Um, they, they actually ended up having to split uh, the one-hour race into two one-hour races because of uh, oversubscription of, of cars. So it clearly shows the, um, you know, how keen everyone was to, to get racing again. It was postponed by around a month, over a month. Um, and uh, the three-hour was, was reasonably well subscribed, down a few cars that weren't able to get out of Auckland. But, um, yeah, it's successful, very successful again, and, and um, you know, they get back into action, not this weekend, next weekend, and at Tamaru, and then uh, down at Te Rotonga the, the following week. So the quick succession, they're getting through the South Island Endurance Series at the moment, and, um, you know, it, it's good for them to be able to, to get get everyone out there and competing and, and enjoying, um, you know, going racing again. So... Uh, there's a lot of that to, to sort of take place in the, in the next month or so. Uh, we just talked before about the, the rivalry between uh, Hamilton and Verstappen, which uh, brings to mind, of course, the rivalry between Murphy and Ambrose. Uh, uh, what was that like back does in the it? day? Because, uh, yeah, it, it does. It does. It's written in front of me. I know it does. So here, here we go. Um, you know, when you're... When you hop in a car and you know there's uh, one bloke in particular who's got his eye on you and you've got an eye on him, how how much more does that make you focus? Yeah, it's it's um, one of those subliminal pieces of thinking that you you try to control, right? You know that you don't want to don't want to allow to to get um, too strong in, in in what you're actually trying to achieve, and and uh, you know it it never helps with 
uh, these days. Well, it didn't help back then. It certainly doesn't help these days with you know with that, that mm. focus from from the media as well that keeps you know, referring to it all the time. And and but but that is that's what sport is is all about. And you know, and at the time when it's happening for you, certainly I remember when it was happening with me and and uh, Marcus way back when it was a pretty strong rivalry. You know, you you're annoyed by it. It's not something that you, you you're enjoying and want to be a part of. But then when you look back on it all those years later and see what a significant, uh, you know, sort of part it played through, you know, that, that time, um, you know, it's, it, you sort of look back and, and see it very, very differently and, and enjoy, uh, you know, what it all meant and what it did and, and how it uh, created conversation and how it created, you know, split between the, the red and the blue and, and, and the fans, depending on who they were supporting. And, and, and it's, it's something actually to be, you know, look back and be, not, uh, yeah, so he's proud of to be a part of something like that mm. because it doesn't, doesn't happen all that often. And, and it was it was really significant, and it was passionate, you know, and that's what it was about. It was because you were you were passionate about what you believed, and 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 that's okay, you know. Those those things are good. You need to embrace that stuff, and and um, you know, that's what people who enjoy sport and, and enjoy watching the battle, you know, that's what they want. They want to have those points mm. of interest and, and 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 disagreement because that's that is healthy as long as it doesn't get. Um, you know, to a point where it gets out of control and gets abusive and, and, and gets silly. You're, you're allowed to have opinions you don't have to agree, and it, and it, and it creates good sport, sporting stories and history. And you, of course, would never get involved in that kind of thing to that level, Murph, would you? Well, I was never, you know, I, just, you know, I was always trying to avoid it, Smithy. You know, it was, yeah, it was okay. the thing. Yeah. Fair enough. Hey, mate, the, the other thing we did yesterday, um, we had a, a real close look at fathers and son combinations in sport around the world. And every time we All looked right. at one, uh, every second one was a motor racing one. The Andretti's, the Petty's, the Ansers, the yeah. Earnhardt's, the Shoemakers, the Villeneuve's, uh, the, the Hills, the Rossbergs. They just keep coming out. What is it about <laughs> father and son in motor racing? Uh, I don't think I've actually really delved into it before, but you're right. I mean, it's, um, it is incredibly significant. I mean, uh, it, it is, it's happened in so many different different. Um, Areas and, and and eras eras of the sport, obviously generational, but mm. it's um, it is it's so significant and and uh, following the footsteps. And I mean, I've been trying to avoid that with um, with my son massively, although he is doing some car racing. And it, you know, it's mm. I think um, it, it's just one of those 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 steps that happens. And when you're immersed in it, I mean, we do see it with lots of other sport as well, but. Yeah, it, it has been so significant, and and it's the success of those generations too, how they've followed through. And look, you know, Carlos Sainz is another one that comes to to memory. Although his father, mm-hmm. Carlos Sainz Senior, was was a world rally champion, not a mm-hmm. not a you know Formula One racing car driver. So that's that's quite a different kind of era uh, split in different um, mm-hmm. disciplines, massively, uh, which is which I think is amazing, actually incredible that Carlos Sainz Junior is has managed to get into Formula One and drive for Ferrari and be so successful. And so, yeah, significant stories there. It's, um, it's, uh, it is worth probably, I don't, I don't think anyone actually has really actually delved into it and done a, done a documentary or a story around that. That's a good one. You've just uh, created an idea there, Smithy. It's the DNA, mate. It's the DNA of racing. So uh, I look forward to hearing more about it on Race Control on one Thursday at 7pm. Meanwhile, uh, you're on tomorrow night uh, with McIver. Enjoy your uh, stay down in the deep south, mate. Uh, and we'll see you back in yeah. the bay quick smart, eh? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Back up there tonight. But also just uh, for those listening, uh, we'll have Neil Crompton on 
tomorrow night live. Uh, he's just released a new yep. book, uh, which will be an absolute gem. That will be a very good read. He's a very intelligent man with lots of stories, and and so he's going to be on tomorrow night having a good chat to uh, him about his book and and things, all things motorsport. So it'd be worth a listen. Good on you, Murph. Uh, travel safe.